Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically. I am your host, Jackie, and welcome back for episode three. I feel like I am having a little bit of a pinch me moment over the last two weeks. It has been so overwhelming in the best way possible to hear all of the positive feedback from the first two episodes, to believe that I have actually put this out there in the world. I have content now or will have content very soon all the way through August, which is just mind-blowing to me. I have been DM'd by people who resonate with the messages that I've been putting out there that Danielle put out there last week, and I am just so grateful. This is such a great mindset going into this week's episode, which is all about spiritual gifts. Now, I'm going to be totally honest with you, and I think I mentioned this even in the first episode. I didn't really know where this episode was going to go. I had followed Emily and her content was really interesting to me. I knew that this was going to be a really interesting topic. And so when she had reached out to me, I was like, absolutely, yes, please come on. I want to learn more, but I don't know a ton about it. If this is a very new topic to you, I highly recommend you listen to the whole thing and see if it resonates for where you are in your life right now. I think if I would have heard this at a time in my life where I wasn't trying to rebuild my identity. I don't know if I would have been open to the message that you're going to hear today. This episode particularly has really made me think about the progress that I have made and the habits that I have instilled in my life to really think through what I want my life to be. It also shined light on the negative headspace that I was in for a really long time. And I have to be really honest about that because There was a very, very long period of time where I was like, I am always going to be unhappy in my work. I am not going to have a creative outlet. I am not going to be in a healthy, happy relationship. I am just always going to feel unfulfilled. And I sat in that for a long time. And a lot of that I think had to do with not feeling like I deserved that. And when I started to reframe and shift the way that I looked at life, we talk a lot about this mentality of lucky girl complex. And I think it's such a good practice where you wake up and you say, I am a lucky girl and good things happen to me, or I am a lucky guy and good things are happening to me. It is such a quick way to just reframe your whole day and it works. And I don't know what magic is behind it, but starting your day with that very small sense of gratitude is just really cool. And it's allowed me to be more appreciative of the things that I have, be appreciative of my family and my friends. And yeah, just sit in the fact that I have built a really amazing life. And sure, there are things in my life that I wish would have been different. I definitely pictured a very, very different life for me at 38. But this is where I am. And I have a lot of really good in my life. I'm thinking about 
just this past weekend, you know, just what the way people have been responding to the podcast and having people tell me that they resonated with the message of the podcast has been so cool. And then this week I got to hang out with my two best friends. My best friend has two little boys and we got to spend some time with them. They're just like so different from the last time that I saw them. It's just very cool to see those two little guys growing up and have their own personalities. Her littlest put his head on my shoulder and I just melted. And her oldest is obsessed with dinosaurs. And I just sat in that moment and I'm with my two best friends who I have known for more than half my life. And I'm just like, this is so great. Like I knew I had really wonderful friends and I'm very lucky that I have a lot of lifelong friends. But it was just, again, it was just a moment where I was like, I feel like I'm in such a good place in my life right now. I'm finally finding a place where I know that I deserve really good things. And so to be on a path where I'm open to that and accepting of that has been really wonderful. I am grateful for a lot of laughs and a lot of smiles and a lot of just really, really great times putting this podcast out there and having the confidence to do it. I think has really touched a lot of different facets in my life, which I wasn't really thinking that that was going to be a part of this whole journey. The power of storytelling, especially for people who don't live life like us, is so meaningful to how we can continue to reframe who we are, how we can continue to think about new ways to live our lives, whether you believe in your spirit team, which is something that she'll talk about, if you believe in you know, a religious entity, if you believe in whatever you believe in that is guiding you through this life, having that positive mindset can really shift a lot of things. I hope you enjoy my interview with Emily Gornick, who is uh, the Rich Witch Next Door. Today, we have our guest, Emily Gornick. She is an internationally board-certified master spiritual life coach and manifesting mentor. She combines the woo with the mind to help women uncover their spiritual gifts and magnetically call in the life and business beyond their wildest dreams. So welcome, Emily. I'm so happy that you are here today. I'm so excited to be here and to share and whoever listens to this, what they get from it. I'm excited for all of And I'm just so excited to learn. This is something I am very new to manifesting and you know, just really calling in the life that I want to live. So to kind of kick us off, let's go ahead and just hear a little bit about your journey, how you got here and why this calls to you. Yeah. So I get that question a lot. Like, how did I get started? Usually it's followed by how do I do it too? Because (laughs) a lot of people have gone through their spiritual awakening, especially women during the pandemic and, you know, in the subsequent years since. And for me, what really started it was, yes, I am a psychic medium. (laughs) We'll just throw that out there for the audience. We're all multifaceted and I bring it all into my coaching, but For me, that's the spiritual part, the intuitive guidance, the being able to tap in to your unique spiritual gifts, to your spirit team, 
like to your loved ones to help you along the way. And I've always known that I was one. However, I did grow up the youngest of four in a Catholic household. So Mm. I was pretty much told like, you're dramatic and it's not real. And if it is, it's evil. So don't do it. (laughs) Which for me really stemmed then into, you know, hiding and suppressing and, you know, keeping it all to myself. I will say in like seventh and eighth grade, I really got into like the Ouija board and seances. I am a child of, you know, like the craft, like all those (laughs) amazing movies, yeah, TV shows. So I started dabbling in it in, yeah, like seventh, beginning of eighth grade. And then my, my sister passed away. She was the oldest of us. She was 20. She was off at college. And I actually was convinced she died to save me because I was doing evil things. So, okay, none of this is true, by the way. But at the time, I felt so sure of it that I literally just like put my gifts in like a locked closet in my brain. Like they, I was like not available for them. Which I think, you know, what I've discovered now being a spiritual life coach for the past, gosh, what am I at, like four years now, is that a lot of people have a similar story where it's like something happened or they grew up in a religious household. And and by the way, my parents aren't even like super religious. I just like went to a Catholic school and yeah. occasionally went to church. So I, I do also understand that my, my story is a little different from our, our ultra-religious babes out there. But at any rate, what happened for me was... I, you know, was really good at manifesting. I didn't know what it was, but here's the thing, guys. We manifest every second of every day. And I, you know, went down the path that I was supposed to or thought I should and went to the corporate world. I really lucked out. I graduated in 2008, one of the biggest recessions we've had in our lifetimes. And I ended up landing a job with American Girl, who's owned by Mattel, like just wild. Yeah, it was really cool. I was with Mattel for eight years. I worked on Barbie. Yes, I've seen the movie and I love it. (laughs) Don't we all? But like, I really was climbing that ladder, but I was finding myself being like, why am I so unfulfilled and so unhappy? Even though I've got like on paper, it looks so good, like multiple six figures early on, like all the things. So for me in 2019, I actually started diving into my personal development being like, okay, something is off which started me down the mindset path. And then from there was 2020, the pandemic. And that's when my spiritual awakening happened. Like my really big, like, knock, knock, wake up, Emily. You don't get to keep us locked in a closet anymore. Like it's time for you to step out as a light leader, as someone who's going to activate and help guide women. And that was like a really cool experience. I found spiritual mentors along the way. I discovered Reiki the Akashic records, like all of this that I like use in my daily for myself and my clients. And now it has really like morphed because from there I was doing coaching, but I wasn't doing anything outwardly as a spiritual coach. And that's when I was like, I feel like I still have a lot of blocks. I still have like some mindset work. And so I dove like head first into getting certified in NLP, hypnosis, EFT tapping, time techniques, the whole, the whole shebang. And it was in my, my practitioner certification that I rebranded and stepped out as the rich witch next door. And I was just like, I am no longer available for anyone that wants to make me feel small, make me feel like not my authentic self. And, you know, all of those different reasons. And it's why I had such a profound shift 
that that's why I really like to call it like the approachable woo with the mindset, because you cannot, I truly believe you cannot have one without the other. You really can't because you'll still sit in those fears and those stories you've created, even if you develop your gifts. And if you haven't done that, then you may not develop your gifts fully or be open or available to what comes in. And what happened then was, you know, with the manifesting piece, I, I had so many clients being like, but how come every time you go to the airport, you're like getting upgraded to first class or you're like, you know, getting all these amazing opportunities or like you just said you sat down for sushi and they were like, oh, we made an extra roll or, oh, there's an extra glass of wine and just like gave it to you. And I was like, well, because I'm my authentic self, I'm just magnetically me. And so yeah. that's really when I, I honed my own signature process for manifesting. I really went all in on how my spiritual gifts and how yours too play a role in it in terms of like manifesting really epic big things. And now my clients in the past couple of years have manifested like wild stuff too, <laughs> which is really for me, like the best part about it. But that like brought, brings me to now where I have that master level certification, which gets rapid transformations. Plus I have the intuitive guidance side of it with then all of that culminates in just being so freaking magnetic. I love this. And I feel like your story is so familiar to so many women. As you were speaking, I was like, yeah, I did everything that I thought I was supposed to do. I did it right. I, you know, followed the path and I was unfulfilled. I was unhappy. And I felt like I was living in this very negative space. And you talk a lot about these blocks. And so just kind of thinking about what you had to do to overcome those blocks? What would you say to someone who's feeling like we can't move past this? We're living in this negative headspace. We're just not not living the life that we thought that we were going to. What what advice can you give to somebody who is is feeling that at this moment? Yeah, I think first and foremost, it's recognizing that you don't have to figure it out yourself. I was also just the product of a, a world of like, you don't ask for help. And I really think that if the pandemic has shown us anything, it's that there's so much power in community. And there are so many people who are available to help you with those blocks. And, you know, whether you're listening to this and you're like, holy cow, Emily, like you sound amazing. I'd love to like work with you. Or you're like, you sound amazing. I'm not going the spiritual route. I also have clients that didn't think they were either. And, yeah. you know, now, now they're like all in, but there's so many people out there and you find people you vibe with energetically, but it's all up to you. Like you have to say, yes, you have to take that scary step of investing in yourself. No one can do it for you. So you can either sit in a place of I'm stuck, something's missing, I'm on the edge, like something's missing, I don't know what to do, something's missing. Or you can be like, okay, something is missing, I'm on the edge of something, I don't know how to get to this place, so I'm going to now put someone, I'm going to pull up a seat to the table, right, like up to Emily's table and be like, I'm no longer available for these blocks, I don't even know what they are. Yeah. But I need, I need to get to the root of them right? And release them and step into myself. And I know that I'm meant for so much more. So it's really about putting, pulling up a seat to that table. Now, 
that doesn't mean you need to like go out and invest thousands of dollars in a coach right away. Because I think a lot of, you know, a lot of the blocks can be money related. And for those of you who are going through those motions and movements, I would still say like, turn to YouTube, turn to social media. There are so many free resources out there, but just know that the free resources will only get you so far before you need to take some really massive action in order to remove said blocks, whatever they might be. My other last piece of advice is find someone, a coach who is actually certified. There's Coaching is not regulated at all. If you want someone who's really going to give you rapid transformation and like get you there quickly, someone who is at that gold standard is who I would refer you to or would, you know, have people coming to look for me with all of the hours put in the self-transformation, the client work, which is a total tangent, which I feel like spirit is like someone is no. right now and needs to hear it because I'm like, why am I talking about this? But really at the end of the day, it's all about you taking action and movement because that creates momentum. That creates the shifts, the transformations, but you have to do it. Like, I can't even do it for you. I'm here to guide you, but like, I can't do it for you. And I know working with my own coach, I have realized you have to make that investment. There is no quick fix when it comes to stuff like this. And if you do want to see shifts and changes in your life, you have to make that investment, which kind of leads me to my next question. You got into coaching, but you said that you came to coaching with these gifts already since you've opened up this door of I'm going to help others. I'm going to completely step into these gifts. How do you feel like your life has changed since you made that shift? Yeah. Great question. I feel like for me, it's like true embodiment. Like I actually wake up happy, excited. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I'm happy all the time, guys. <laughs> like, you know, life, <laughs> human life happens. Like things We're happen. not all like that, yeah. We're not all like that. But in general, I wake up like excited. I also set my own schedule. Like I, I do not take client calls before 11 because I like to do my morning magic. Maybe I do a workout. Maybe I take a sleep in, like whatever I want to do. And for me, that's true embodiment of like the reason I went into business for myself is because I didn't want to be chained to a desk. I didn't want to have to burn out anymore, right? With, With that. I think the other thing that's really shifted for me is just like this sense of pride almost because I've uncovered my sole purpose, like as a light leader, as someone who's here, to show you that your spiritual gifts, like they're not bad. They're really great. Actually, you can do it in a way that feels safe for you. And you don't have to like go. I I just told you guys, I'm a psychic medium. I would say 95% of the time I'm using my psychic gifts. I do not use my mediumship unless I feel like it. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I mean about like, you can see what fits for you in the moment, but you'll also uncover your sole purpose. Like, what is the true legacy that you want to leave on this earth? And I guarantee you it's deeper than what you think it is. It certainly was for me. I thought it was just like, oh, for me, like I just want to, you know, leave the world a better place. And I was like, no, I want to literally activate women and then guide them in developing that confidence, that empowerment, that motivation with their gifts in a safe and fun way, which is just 
wild that I even do this. Like if you had asked me a few years ago if this is what I'd be doing, I'd be like, what? That's amazing. Yeah. Because I feel like you can get when you are climbing that corporate ladder and you are as successful as you were, like it's really hard to leave something like that and to step into something that you know is going to better the lives of others, better yourself. It's so hard though to leave a cush job that, you you know, what was that like making that decision? Oh my goodness. So I had been saying I was going to leave like all of 2021. I was like, I had been, I'd started building my business in the second half of 2020. And I had said in 2021, I was like, Ooh, right after I get my bonus check, like, which is, you know, mid-March, I was like, then I'll put my notice in. And then that time came and I was like, I'm not ready, which is fine. And I stayed in corporate. And then I went on wildly enough. I went on a retreat with three influencers. It was Rachel Recharge Method, Mary-Kate MK, Movement by MK, and Bon Undone, Morgan. And they had like one open spot randomly open up for their Michigan retreat. I'm in Chicago. And it was literally 24 hours later. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go. Just like something that was like, it's happening. And when I got there is, I feel like I just worked through so much energetically, seeing the community, seeing what was possible, seeing what these women had built, right? Which is so amazing. And now they're like three good friends of mine, which is also really cool. But I also, I released my corporate self at that retreat. I wrote a letter thanking myself for everything that I had been through, all the gifts I had, all the things. And I literally put in my notice that Monday. I gave them two weeks they actually asked me to stay for a large sum of money that I negotiated (laughs) back (laughs) through the end of the year. And it was a win-win because I now felt like I could fully be committed in my business and still help them. Right. I didn't want to burn any bridges. I loved the people I worked with. It just, I didn't, I didn't love the, you know, being in corporate anymore, nor do I think I ever really loved it, but who knows? (laughs) But it was, It was really like, actually for me, then those like next couple of months, like through 12, 31, 21, it was so great because everyone knew what I was doing. They were excited for me. I didn't have to like keep it hidden, right? It was just like a whole different feeling. And I did it in a way that also allowed me some abundance when I was done. And so that for me is how it worked out. But I think you have to know when you're ready. And sometimes you have to recognize that, like, am I staying in it because I have a fear that, like, things aren't going to work out? Or am I staying in it because, like, no, I'm building that foundational, like, maybe it is that, like, savings, right? Like, I then had a large savings, right, that I could fall back on if I needed it, right? I didn't just quit with, like, nothing, which some people do, and they're super successful, for me, that wasn't it. I wanted to make sure I I still had my lifestyle. I still had my bills paid. You know, the the corporate of me was still like, we still have to have some money. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that for a lot of people is the reality that they can't just be like, I quit 
and call it a day. So you talked a lot about your morning magic. You touched on the woo. You touched on this idea of spiritual gifts. Could you give us a little bit of a breakdown as to what some of those things mean and what they could look like in our own lives? Those of us who might not be in touch with our spiritual side in that way. So for me, I call it morning magic. Some people call it their morning ritual. But for me, it's like a time to set my space for the day. Now, I don't do the same thing every morning. Some mornings I have the time where I will literally sit down. I do always, well, I shouldn't say always because there are definitely days I have not done it. But (laughs) for the most part, I do some journaling. But my journaling looks a lot different than what you would think. I don't just like sit and like write stuff out. I'm intentional. I do, for me, I like the 369 manifestation method. If you're not familiar with the 369, you essentially write what your intention that you're calling in. Let's just say you're calling in $10,000. So I would write it three times saying, I'm so grateful for how quickly I called in $10,000. Three times. Then in the afternoon, six times. And then right before bed, nine times. The three is like, planting the seed. The six is like, I'm watering it and taking aligned action. And the nine is like, it's a done deal. So I love doing that. At minimum, I would do that every day. And then I like to do what I'm grateful for. Three things I'm grateful for. I actually didn't even write them out this morning. I was just snuggling with my pugs. And I was like, I am grateful for honey. I am grateful for Finley. And I'm grateful that we can have morning snuggles, right? Like it's, it's simple, but like, I felt so good then, right? Like getting out of bed and being like, I'm really grateful. Like, look at this life. Like, look at this. I have a roof over my head, food in the fridge, you know, all the things. And then I'll do three wins at night. And these are both like energetic shifts, but they're also mental shifts too, right? Of like really putting you in that right mindset and the last thing that I love to do is wealth journaling. Wealth journaling, I will literally, starting on 1 2024, I'm like, oh, what year are we in? All the way <laughs> to 12 24, I will be like, it's 12 24, and oh my God, I did it. And I write the letter as like what I called in, you know, in business, what I called in personally. And guys, I'm t- telling you, I don't do this for long. My morning practice is like 10 to 15 minutes. You know, like one of those like smaller notebooks you can get at like Target. I will write wealth journal just like one side of that page. Now, sometimes I'm feeling more called. I might do two. But for the most part, like I like my manifestations to be quick. I like to keep it moving. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't like to like sit in it because we manifest every second of every day. So I don't have to. And I think where people get a little lost in, in the morning magic or the rituals Now, when it comes to your spiritual gifts, I believe that we all have them. It's just how we choose to tap in. And I think some fun ways that you can tap in today is, you know, those repeating numbers you're seeing, those angel numbers? Yes. Yes. So that's a really easy way to, if you're seeing like 1111 everywhere and you're like, why am I seeing 1111? A, you can Google it. B, what I tell my clients to do is, Think about when you keep seeing 1111, what were you thinking right before? Or what does that make you think of? Like, what is the first thing that pops into your head? And nine times out of 10, it's like that I'm on the right path, that I'm in alignment. I'm like, that's what 1111 means. That's your spirit team communicating with you in a very like in your face way, right? I also, I will even Google you guys when I see like, I I think it was the other day I saw like 
8181, like a few places. And I was like, 8181, like, what is that? And it was all about like spiritual leadership. And I looked and I was like, that does feel right. <laughs> okay. Which is a cool way for validation. A second way that I think is really fun that a lot of my clients or followers audience will do is I tell you to ask your spirit team for a sign. So if you're calling in that $10,000, I would be like, okay, spirit team, like show me the sign of like a bluebird or a red balloon or whatever. They can be in songs, right? It can be a literal, it can be in a cartoon, like all the different things just to show you that you're on the right path. I love doing that. And what was my third one? Oh, I love to ask for aligned action with my spirit team. You can too, even if you're like, I don't know if I'm tapped into my spirit team, we all are. And they're literally just waiting for you to ask. If you just ask them, and I do ask them in the morning, this is actually the last part of my morning routine, is I will be like, what are three aligned actions I can take today to call in my intention faster? And guys, I'm talking the first three things that pop in like, like real quick, because that's how you know it's your spirit team. If you have to sit there, then you're probably making it up. Probably. One time they told me to dance in the car and I was on a six hour car ride and I literally signed four clients while I was driving, dancing in the car. Yeah. So it's like, it's not always as literal. They're not like, and some days they're literally like, Emily, you need to DM five people, post, send an email. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're really business today. Like, here we go. But sometimes (laughs) it'll be like more fun, you know, like dance in the car, cook, have a glass of wine, you know, whatever. My favorite, though, was when they told me to go for a a lake stroll and it was a thunderstorm. So I said, that's cute. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So are there so able to say no to your spirit team? Is that is that something you're able to do? Interesting. Yeah. Here's me thinking that I'm not in touch at all with my spirit gifts, but the morning ritual, morning magic, as you, I love the reframe of that because I'm someone who my mornings do look different. Even though I do work from home, I do my journaling every morning, but sometimes I want to work out. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I want to go for a walk instead. And, you know, so every day my morning looks a little bit different, but keeping some of those same practices, I think is just so good. And in, in keeping that idea of the spiritual guides, like in focus, I think is so important. And then, you know, thinking about the numbers. So I was waking up for a while. And I know people have talked about this before where you wake up in the middle of the night and every single day it's 444 or, you know, 121 or something like that. And every single night you wake up at that particular time. And so I did, I started Googling what those numbers mean. I have been manifesting this podcast for a long time. And I think that there was a lot in me that was blocked, like we talked about, where I had to really work through that and really think through what is it that's going to get me to a point where I know that I feel confident enough to do it. And again, I feel a little bit like there was something spiritual that was guiding me to to this moment, right, where I was sharing it with people. I was so scared out of my mind to ask people to be guests and share my vision with friends and family. and. It's amazing how supportive everyone has been, even though I am 
you know, I love to talk. I love to, you know, meet new people and all of that. But this is a very different medium for me. And so, you know, I I do think that stepping into that a little bit has has helped my journey. So it's really awesome to hear how you have kind of validated that for me through this conversation. I'm so glad. And, you know, I think truly when we are just open to those signs, it's so amazing. And I love that you just even brought up, and I know I talked about like my morning routine looks different. And I also want to say that when I say morning magic, for me, it can be when I first wake up or it can be like in the afternoon. And in fact, the past two days, my morning magic happened at dinner time. Interesting. Yeah. And I really think that it's all about your intention. Right. And and some of it, of course, happens in the morning, my gratitude stuff. Like, but like I said, you don't have to write that down. You can literally, when I open my eyes, I think of the three things I'm grateful for and it just helps set my day. I call it morning magic because I would say 80% of the time I'm doing it in the morning. You know, after I've woken up, I have my coffee, I have a little breakfast, we're doing it. But there's the other 20 that I'm not doing it right then. And that's okay. That's okay. I feel like people get so rigid that it actually takes the fun out of your magic and it actually makes it so that you feel like it's a chore like imagine if I thought I had to do it in the morning and I was making myself get up at like 4 a.m instead of 4 30 I would be yeah. like ugh, I don't want to do this and then that energy I'm putting out is ugh, gross which am I going to call in what I'm calling in whether it's impact of women whether it's money like probably not because I'm not having the fun, flowy energy of it. And I also say that because I've had so many clients who were like, I did the three in the morning, I did the six in the afternoon, and then I forgot to do the nine. Oh, did I just ruin my manifestations? I'm like, no, you didn't. I go, I have also been guilty where like, the day has just like gotten away from me. And I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I never did my nine. Guess what? I just do my nine right then. I just do my nine right then. And then I just go on with the three, six, nine. Or if I know that I've got a day like of all client calls and it's going to be hard for me to fit the six in, I'll do my three. I'll do my aligned action. I'll do my well journal. And then I'll just do my six right then. There's no like you can't do it this way or you have to do it that way. I think it's honestly like meant to fit into our lives and not be a hindrance in our lives. For sure. That is so great because I think... My problem is when I start a routine, I'm so good about it at the very beginning. And then as life happens, I fall off and then I get really hard on myself and I'm like, I'm not doing it. This isn't going to happen. There was this TikTok trend for a while calling like that was called the lucky girl syndrome. I tried so it. A lot of, <laughs> I love it. Like I, love I, it I'm like, it's great. Yeah. Like I feel like sometimes I just have to tell myself that I am lucky. Like you said, I have a roof over my head. I am in the best city in the world. I, you know, I, I am so grateful for my friends, my family, my job, just everything, you know, this, you know, being part of my life now, like, and I just have to take a minute to sit there and do that. And if I do that, then I'm okay. You know, it's okay that it doesn't get written down. And so I think that, you talking about, you know, not being so set on the rigidity of being in tune with your spiritual gifts, I think is so important because 
sometimes I think when we're trying something new and we're trying to call something into our life, if we're not doing it perfect every single moment of every single day, we get really hard on ourselves. And this certainly isn't a practice where we need to do that or should be doing that. So I love that message so much. Yeah. It's for me, that's like the biggest is this needs to be fun because when you're manifesting, you know, even if you're just manifesting like a free glass of wine, like I'm not, I'm, I am always like, for me, I'm always manifesting either a money or impact intention. However, I also know that I'm always manifesting. And so I'm like, yes, like in my wealth journaling, like can't wait for all those first class upgrades or like can't wait to be upgraded to suites at the hotel, like whatever. But if I was making it in such a rigid way that I wasn't being my fun self, I mean, there's no way I'd be calling in those random things. And the lucky girl thing, it's, I I do like that because it's like a good reminder of like, wait, I am lucky. Like, look at what I'm right now. Like, I am so lucky. I have a friend who recently got laid off and I loved because she was actually what brought me back around to it. Cause she was like, Hey guys, like I am so lucky. I have a roof over my head. I have food in the fridge. Like I'm okay. And if anyone knows any jobs in this, like, let me know. And I was like, what a good way to think about it. Yeah. You know? And instead of like, was she allowed to be like upset about being laid off? Yes. And she was for like 24 hours. And then she was like, I'm good. Like this, yeah. this, that was the right step. I didn't want to be with that company anymore either. Look at me now. I can like figure out what I want to do. And I was like, what an amazing reframe. And just to remember that, like, if we want to then call in, you know, a job or an opportunity to come at it from a place of like our power and like how amazing we are, yeah. that's when you're going to attract in opportunities that are going to be a better fit, right? And more exciting and help you with like your growth. I have one-on-one client who just got like the most amazing opportunity. And she was like, I think, it, I think I'm underqualified. I was like, no, you're not. I think as women, we tend to to downplay yes. how good we are, right? And so when we are able to say, like, I deserve this stuff, I think that was one of the biggest reframes I've done over the last year yeah. is I deserve this. I was always ready to, you know find the thing that was going to like make me upset or angry or whatever. And that was a coping mechanism, right? Oh. I mean, that's a lot of what that is. But also, I had to stop doing that or else I was just going to keep living the same life that I was living. I met with my leadership coach on Tuesday and she hasn't seen me in five months. And she was like, I cannot believe how different your life is. Like, because I started to really think about, you know, her teachings. I started to think about just again, like the, the manifestation and really calling in positive, good energy, telling myself that I deserve XYZ, you know, in my journaling, I was writing down that I wanted a promotion. I did it all year last year and I got it right. Like, you know, and it's just, it's, it's those kind of things that if you believe in yourself and you believe in this magnetism that you put out into the world, I truly, truly believe in that. And, you know, what you put out there is what you're going to attract back. Um, and you know what's yeah. really, I feel like what was an interesting aha for me and my journey, this was probably, well, this would have been in 2019. 
is I had always felt like I was such a positive person and I was to an extent, but I also would like had the negative comments, Yeah. but I like did it with a smile. So I felt like I was this like positive Polly over here. And it turns out like I was a negative Nancy. And <laughs> I say that because I think there's going to be people listening who are like, well, I'm positive all the time. And then you really like listen to yourself for a solid week. If there's any yeah. gossip happening, any negative talk, self-doubt, all of a sudden you're like, oh, like, okay. You know, there are some, you know, reframes that I can do now around even like what I'm going to speak on. Like I, I do fall into the trap as every human being does of the, the gossip, right? Being like, oh yeah, I don't like that person. And then oh, yeah. I really stop myself now though, guys. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't have time. Like, to talk about other people and like, that's not what we're doing. I'm not available. And that doesn't mean that you, we can't be frustrated with people. It doesn't mean we can't be angry at people. And it doesn't mean we can't have our safe people around us that when we are extremely frustrated, we can be like, I'm extremely frustrated. Here's why. Right. And then you say, thank you for letting me vent. I, I don't actually feel negative towards this person and we're good and we move on. This conversation is also just a good reminder of put your energy and your time into what you want rather than worrying about other people, worrying about, you know, what, what is, what might be angering you in that particular moment, let yourself feel it, but then move on. You know, it's okay to do that. It's okay to feel it and be frustrated and be angry or whatever you're feeling, but don't sit in it, you know? And I think for so long I was sitting in it. Oh. Um, I was guilty of you know, that. And I was guilty of that before for sure. Just sitting. But how, like, I feel like I, that's like when I was like getting like sick all the time and it was like, yes. you know, like constant like headaches and like all, all the things. And it wasn't meaning that I wasn't manifesting some still like some cool things back in the day. <laughs> but it, yeah, it just was, it was different. I don't know. It didn't feel as good. It felt yucky. Right. And it, you yeah. really, when you can recognize that you're sitting in it, that's when you can be like, okay, I, what am I going to do to shift it? And is it something as easy as like, I need to take a walk. I need to take a nap. I love it. I love it. And that's okay. You can take your breaks. Again, I think sometimes we, especially women, just feel guilty about letting ourselves feel something, letting ourselves take a minute because we want to show the world that we can do it all, right? And sometimes it's okay for us to sit down and be like, I'm going to put on some trash TV and, you know, put my brain on the shelf for a little while. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, right? And by the way, I um, argue having it all is including that. Yes. I would argue that. you don't have it all when you don't allow yourself to do that. Now, there's obviously very different and we've already talked about it. Like if that's what you're always doing, then you might want to be like, okay, so there's something else going on that I need to work through or a boundary I need to set or whatever. But when you're doing it every once in a while, like just let it be. You've talked a lot about how we use our spiritual gifts to manifest wealth. We've talked a little bit about professional life. I'm so interested to hear a little bit more about there's a lot of single girls that are probably listening yes. to this or folks who are in relationships who need a little bit of guidance. What does this look like when we're looking at the relationships in our lives and how we want to manifest things within those? So for me, I would literally write out like what I'm looking for in a man. Now, be ready to get it 
I then started dating someone where I was like, whoa, I do have what I put down on paper, but that's not actually what I want. Right. And it was a good exercise for me to realize my worth and what I desired and what I didn't. Right. Now, I think the other piece too, with our spiritual gifts and we're calling in love is to ask our spirit team to put significant others into our, like into our realm, right? Like let us cross paths. You, if you are someone who wants to have children, you do have things called spirit babies. You can ask your spirit babies to bring your mom or dad into the mix, um, which is really cool. I have not done a ton with spirit babies, but I know a lot of people who have. So if anyone's listening to this, you can DM me and I will direct you to people who deal with spirit babies. And for those that are, are also searching, I think a really awesome thing that I learned to do is to date yourself. So a lot of times when my clients are really feeling lonely and they're, I I have a few clients actually calling in the one right now. So it's so on point that you're talking about this, but what I encourage them to do is like, what would you do if you were already with your significant other? Would you be cooking dinner tonight? Would you be celebrating whatever it is like, you know, out doing something? Would you be doing this and this and this, and then actually having them go do it? Because ultimately when we love ourselves is when we have space for the person to come in. Now, for those that are in a relationship, it's the same thing still. We can't just like fall into our rut of our comfort zone of this is how we do things. Like, because I also have some clients who are in relationships and they're like, I feel like something's missing. I'm like, but what are you doing? Right. You can't rely on that other person to fulfill whatever that need is for you. You ultimately have to figure out what does that look like with me? And then are they able to meet you on that plane or not? Right. And by that, I mean, if you're someone who, you know, really likes like to go on adventures, right? And you're like, gosh, I used to always be like traveling or I used to always go on like hikes or I used to love doing like a little sushi Sunday tradition or whatever it was, but I stopped doing it because my significant other doesn't like sushi and they actually are afraid to travel or something. Then I would be like, okay, how do you still do that for yourself though? And do it in a way that's not diminishing your relationship with them, but like still carving that out for you. And I feel like you can get a lot from your spirit team on what that can look like on guidance. And for some of you, you might be at the point where you're like, we're just so different, but I'm in it because it's like comfortable and safe. But do you want just comfortable and safe? Or do you want like your best friend for the rest of your life who's making you laugh and everything's great? And you ultimately though have to decide what it is for you. And your spirit team is there to guide you. And if you're like, Emily, how do I ask for their guidance? You can literally just ask them in your head and see what pops in. You can also, if you have an Oracle deck, you can pull a card, see what the message is. They have guidebooks. So you don't even need to know like how to do it. If you have a tarot deck, you can use that. However, tarot, I feel like is a little more for me. Like, I'm like, I don't know what this like six of swords means like am i is that a good thing is that a bad thing and i still go in the book and look at them but there's ways right or you can come find someone like myself or other people in the spiritual community and be like i would love a reading because i need some guidance this is such good advice and for those that have listened to this whole episode and they're still on the fence about 
spiritual gifts or they're a little skeptical about what this looks like in their life, what would be one or two pieces of advice you would give someone who's like, I don't know about this. I'm not sure that this fits in my life or they have a complicated relationship with the spiritual side of our world. I would say like, what's the worst thing for trying? Like, what Mm -hmm. is the worst thing for trying that you get proven right that it wasn't for you? Okay. But it also could open up so much more potential and possibility. And I believe that in like any area of life, not even just your spiritual gifts. Like what is the worst thing that could happen? You learn something new. You learn what you like, what you don't like. You all of a sudden tap into something that you're like, wow, this really lights me up and I'm excited. It's like, why not just try it? Why not just try it? And if it doesn't feel good or work for you, you don't, guess what? You don't have to do it. Now, I would argue though that if you have a little inkling towards it, you're probably having things happen in your world that you're like, something is going on. And I do think that then there's a lot of fear around spiritual gifts because a lot of times people are getting like woken up in the middle of the night. They feel like something's there. And those are all things that find a coach and mentor like myself who can help you set those boundaries because ultimately we're in control with the other side so that you can actually feel safe exploring your gifts. It's like an easy thing because ultimately our spirit team and the other side are not trying to scare us. They just get so excited (laughs) that sometimes it's freaky for us. Well, this has been such a beautiful conversation. It has made me think about a lot of my own practices and how I wrote tons of notes down for myself as I am thinking through my own spiritual journey. So I just want to thank you so much. If you could just share where we can find you on social media and how someone who is interested in this can work with you. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. So you can go and find me on Instagram. I'm at the rich witch next door. Think of me as the girl next door. So very approachable. However, I'm very magical. My website is linked right there. So it always has my current offerings. I have everything from, um, you know, freebies to from challenges to masterclasses to group coaching. I actually have my own spiritual coaching certification. So if you're like, I want to be a spiritual coach, this is the place where you learn how to one-on-one coaching. So all the gamut is there and you can always DM me or just set up a quick call and we can chat through your spiritual awakening and where you need guidance. And I am not a salesy person, so I will either guide you to, yes, this is how you could work with me, or I will refer you to someone else, or I will tell you you're fine. Like I am all about that. Amazing. Everyone go check her out. I have been inspired by her Instagram. I've been so inspired by this conversation. So thank you, Emily, for being here today. And for all of you listening to another episode of Unapologetically, thank you so much for being here. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, share whatever your heart desires. And don't forget to go out there and live the best life you could imagine.